Hey God, how you doing? Hey God, how you doing? It is Christmas time. Yes, it this is. This is the episode. This is the episode. The theme is Christmas now. Yep. Christmas is next week. You feel a little spicy today, God. You know, I'll tell you why. Christmas, out of all the holidays, bothers me the most. Wow. Okay. You are coming in hot. Well, mostly because the way that people uh, talk about Christmas is they talk about it like it's a... Like it's a religious holiday. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely Which not. Which it is. What? No, not at all. Really? Yeah. Why? How? Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's not about Jesus. So what's it about if it's not about Jesus? You know what's interesting is it actually had nothing to do with Jesus. And the church actually shut down on Christmas and didn't celebrate anything up until the late 1800s. Well, what, what, why would the church need to clamp down on Christmas? I thought that they were... I've heard some stories before. Like, Late you on know, the yeah. Church... You know, Christmas is a pagan holiday, right? That's what started as because it's like an equinox or something or solstice. Yeah, there's the winter solstice. Uh-huh. Um, just just sort of like we've talked about in a lot of the holiday episodes. Everything gets bastardized over the years and you're not really sure what you're celebrating. Yeah, but is that is that a thing getting bastardized or is that just the way life is? Well, Where the it, change is the thing itself. I'll tell you, when you start having people that yell at other people and get into real fights mm-hmm. and, um, you know, incur violence and in mm-hmm. certain things, when they say stuff like, who took Jesus out of Christmas? There's not enough Jesus in Christmas. Yeah. But it had never had anything to do with him. You know, that's dangerous. I thought the church wanted to, like, mold Christmas on or, like, mold Christianity onto Christmas. They did. And, you know, what's interesting about it, again, we've talked about this in the holiday episodes. Everything is a very clever marketing campaign. Mm, So it's about capitalism. Well, it's about capitalism, and it's also just about indoctrinating people. And it's about honestly flat out lying for a good period of time until people believe you. And then everybody acts as if it always happened. So, for example, you know, in 1840... They started decorating Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. And by 1850, everyone's like, oh, we've always decorated Christmas trees since the beginning of time. Why would they did. start decorating them in the first place? That seems like a random thing. Oh, the, the, the evergreen tree? Yeah. It's actually not random. You know, what's fun about Christmas uh, on the good side of things is that it did start from somewhere beautiful. Sort of like in Thanksgiving where, you know, winter's coming. There's celebrations. And and what's interesting about those celebrations is part of the reason why you have these big feasts mm-hmm. is because, you know, you just did a big slaughter. You've got a lot of your animals that you're going to, you know, make and cure meat for for over the winter. Yeah, and if you have things that can't be cured, you have to eat yeah, them then. Yeah, that's exactly what it you is. Just so harvested them. The winter is a time where you go, oh, my God, we just killed all our cows and pigs and... Mm-hmm. We got a lot of leftovers. Well, I'm I am going to kill a lot of pie this yeah, year. Yeah, well, that's good. But but more importantly, I realized I got off topic a little bit. The tree thing. Yeah. Yeah. Decorating it. So the evergreen tree. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's so special is because it it survives the winter. It's something that stays green when everything else dies, and it's sort of. You know, became a symbol of hope in the Nordic countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and if a hardy constitution. It's like a tardigrade. Yeah. So they decorated it in celebration almost maybe, would you say, in worship of an evergreen, of a tree? Yeah, it's sort of celebrating, you know, life. And, and you know, they used to put apples on the tree uh-huh. as a, 
when the church first started trying to adopt evergreen trees, you know, back in, in the Roman times, yeah, um, you know, they put apples on the tree to kind of, you know, Adam and Eve in the tree. That was the only direct connection they had. And then those apples eventually became ornaments and stuff like that. I, I'm getting this uh, image in my head of someone who only has an apple tree in their backyard. And yeah. then they take the apples off and then they decide to redecorate it with the now dying apples. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened. Have you ever seen that before? I, I've seen it too many times. Yeah. Well, back then I've seen it too many times. Is it, it, it seems funny and tragic in equal measure. It's all ridiculous. So, for example, you know... People say we're celebrating Christ's birth, right? Mm-hmm. Guy was born in the springtime. Yeah, okay, I've heard yeah. that. No, that's that's super real. I mean, you you wrote it down in the Bible. You can really track when he was born. And it wasn't December 25th. Do you know who was born on December 25th? Who? Mithra. What is Mithra? The god of the sun that the Romans worshipped. Oh, okay, so the, yeah. the Christians wanted that to kind of... Yeah, they took it over. You know, put that under the rug and... Mm-hmm. Replace it with Jesus. I don't see what the big deal is, really. You know, I can't remember... Of just flat-out lying about things? Well, not of just flat-out lying yeah. about things, but of, you know, conveniently misremembering things in order to make <laughs> things convenient. Sure. But, no, like, for example, I can't remember exactly what day this year that I filed my taxes, but I yeah. know ish around when it is, like, within a matter of months or so. If I can't remember... If I, if someone asked me, hey, Zach, when did you file your taxes exactly? Right. And I say it was, it was like, May 6th, and it was actually, like, April 1st. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a huge crime. So why is it a huge crime to say Jesus was actually born in the spring? But, you know, it's we think he's pretty much born on December 25th now. Well, what you're talking about is this sort of gap in memory. Mm-hmm. And what I'm talking about is a direct campaign to indoctrinize people. And if they don't take over the things that you want, you either arrest them or kill them. I think that there's a pretty serious price with that i think that as a compassionate entity like you're built to be you kind of see the bad in people is what i'm getting over here no i this this is a christmas show sure well i'll tell you this my thing with christmas and 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 really the holidays in general is christmas used to be really cool you know christmas itself it, it started from the saturnalia which is what the Romans were celebrating. Mithra. Mithra was the god. Yeah, right. Saturnalia was the, was the festival. The party itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it would last for about a month, and it was really... It sounds awesome. It was. It was like your modern-day Mardi Gras. You know, people got drunk, and it was about subverting the rich, and, you know, it was a time where the poor people would go to rich people's houses, and, and they'd break in, and the rich people would appease the peasant with, with gifts. And that's sort of what started your, your gift giving. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, this lasted for like a month. So yeah. a, a twelfth of these people's lives would have been spent right. rabble-rousing. Rabble-rousing, absolutely. That sounds like a great proportion. Well, it was. And the Christmas spirit, you know what you people call the Christmas spirit, the season of giving? Yeah. The, the Christmas spirit up until a little over a century ago was about being smashed. Oh, just being drunk? Yeah. People... There was a real uptick in conceptions during the month of December. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Listen, you got nothing to do but drink and lie in a cozy bed. Right. If that doesn't lead to some intimate behavior. You're, you have to keep warm one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's got you two in a log. But that's and another what log. Christmas used to be about. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's about going to church for four hours and 
you know, there's gift giving and things like that. Some would say that there's also, um, you know, I I was agog at the fact that you said that party lasted for a month, but I think some people are a little upset about the Christmas creep, you know, how it kind of starts right after Halloween yeah. this year. Well, that's because of capitalism. That's yeah, not because of yeah. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, and I figured that that's something that we'll get into with our guests as well today, sure. probably. Yeah. Uh, because we, I mean, you clearly have opinions about this capitalist bent to it. Well, it just, it turns it into something else. I don't have a problem with you doing it. Mm. I have a problem with people lying to themselves. Okay. Let something be what it is. If you want to go, we've marked this date every year where we're going to spend a lot of money and boost our economy, fine. Just say it's that. Just say it's that. Just Don't tell me it's Jesus' birthday. Don't tell me it's about being a good person around this time. Mm -hmm. It's actually about, you know, being pretty depraved and having a good time. So why are we ashamed to say that then? Why don't oh, we just say that? Well, you know why. No, why? Well, the same people that did the whole Thanksgiving things. It's all the Puritans. They're yeah. the ones that shut down the old-fashioned Christmas spirit and, and rebranded it to, you know, Jesus and going to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're the ones that did it. This is... It's... The... the layers of masks that we're having to put on to like justify this holiday's existence is kind of mind-boggling to me well what's interesting with christmas is there are some fun things that have stayed you know mistletoe like mistletoe is a perfect example of what christmas used to be Mm -hmm. um mistletoe came from uh, victorian times where you know you couldn't come right out and say hey i want to kiss you oh but so it was in victorian times it was Mm -hmm. even used the same way yeah. Well, they, they brought it about because they really wanted to, you know, see and do a little bit more than checking out someone's ankles. Mm-hmm. So they created this mistletoe thing where it's like, hey, you got to kiss me at a party because otherwise we have to take out, you know, 18 layers of clothes in order to get to the goods. So what I'm getting is that Christmas ha- is and has always been about suppression. Not always, not since the days of... Not, it used to be a celebration. Mithra days. Mithra yeah. days were celebration. Yeah. That was rad. Now it's about suppression. Yeah. Or it's a... You know, the spirit of Christmas now has a good thing. People people are far more giving during Christmas. I think that's great. Generosity, yeah. Generosity, that's nice. It's certainly nice. the time where I'm the, the hardest on my wallet in the most altruistic way. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoy the fact that people donate to charities and... You know, feed the poor. Mm-hmm. Again, I wish, you know, they fed the poor year round. Yeah. They're always hungry, you know, but. but they're not, And they're not just hungry in December. And they're not just hungry in December. Yeah. Well, this is, a, this is some really fertile ground that Ooh, we're treading okay. right yeah. now. Um, I, uh, I didn't know that this was going to be such a controversial topic, and um, I guess I should have expected it. I'm excited that it mm. is. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about my guest. Yeah. You know her, right? I do. Okay. Um, we've talked about her on the show before. So Ariel Barber is on today to talk about Christmas with us. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who may not know, Ariel Barber, A, is a wonderful actor and writer and general just artist. Yeah. That means visual artist. That means, uh, like voice artist she's pretty spectacular she's i'm a huge fan incredibly talented uh crafty and uh she's also my girlfriend Uh, (laughs) what uh she's also my girlfriend no you don't we heard it yeah i just didn't you know 
she's you don't you want her to stand on her own two feet not being related to you absolutely yeah as she should as she does as she does oh yeah yeah she doesn't need you um but Mm -hmm. i'm also she chooses you she chooses me she doesn't need you though she she just keeps choosing me yeah after every decision i make she says you're still the one i guess so yeah she says i guess so still mm -hmm. even today it's adorable um but um She's awesome, and I'm really proud that she's my girlfriend. So. Yeah, and this is a great episode to have her on because we're talking about spending time during the holidays celebrating the people that you love. So I think that's great. So um, she's going to come on because she has uh, she's got a lot to say about Christmas. Great. And, yeah, um, I'm excited. So why don't we do this? Let's bring Ariel on. But first, but first, in the spirit of in capitalism, this game called life. Oh, I- let's listen to a commercial. Chestnut roasting on this open ad. Jack Frost asking you to go to their website. This is copy of a thing I'm involved in. I guess we should start right now. What's up, everybody? Main Street Caroling Company is Southern California's premier holiday caroling group. The I- premier holiday caroling group, and that means something. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great group. Uh, we, we carol all around the city. Um, we, we perform all of your holiday favorites adorned in modernized Dickensian costumes. Dickensian? Dickensian. Hello, chaps. Yeah. I'm going to sing a Christmas carol for ya. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we are available for audiences, big and small, at themainstreetcarolingco.com. If you want to have your heart warm this winter, call the Main Street Caroling Company. Mm-hmm. We're like a hot toddy for your ears. Ariel Barber. Is sitting on the couch next to me. Hey, Ario. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in like five minutes. Yeah, you were looking forward instead of sideways. Yeah. Yep. We were in the car. Yeah, I was there the whole time. This is gonna be the whole episode. God, sorry. Yeah, Just me you're like too looking into each other's eyes. Uh-huh. So oh, I've been there for all the moments. This I, isn't new information to me. It's Yikes. creepy knowing that now. Yeah. And actually, I've never thought about it self-reflexively that he's he, he likes to say you, you, you like to say in every episode essentially that mm-hmm. you've just seen everybody in yeah. every intimate moment i've seen it all no surprises here well god's been there well that's something Hold you two are doing fine thank you yeah thank we'll just you. leave it at that so we're talking about christmas today yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming on. I think it's funny that you've asked me because Christmas is my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. And I am 100% not religious. Yeah. Um, you don't need to be. Right. Which is kind of what you guys were talking about. But I love it and I love the trappings of it. But I also love the history of it. And What's your favorite part about Christmas? My favorite part is the connection all the stuff that comes from like the pagan roots of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of it. The actual like connection to the solstice and the mm. time of year and the like the seasonality of it. Mm-hmm. So the like seasonal decor and the food and I love candlelight um, and 
like coziness. Yeah. Hugga. Um, yeah. That's a perfect word for it. So you're able to extract <clears throat> that stuff out of like what Christmas has become now? Sure. Yeah. I don't participate a lot in the sort of mad rush of buying too much stuff for people and like forcing mm. myself to do seasonal things that I don't enjoy. I just take it as a time for me to sort of celebrate all the things that I like about the dark winter months because I yeah. like I like the dark. I like <laughs> the cold. Well, I'll, I'll say, I mean, I love that people make holidays whatever they want them to be. And I wish people did it more because there's a lot of people that celebrate traditions again because we've always done it this way and you've almost never done it that way. So when you get together with your friends or family and you make a new tradition, that's great. And that's a beautiful thing to do around the holidays. Mm -hmm. Make it your own. Customize it. I bet you've seen just so many families that uh, go through it like in a rote way. Like this is yes. a, this is the time we do this. Yeah. This time we do this. I and I don't even know where that comes from, I guess, uh, because we've seen it on TV our whole lives. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of again, it's a lot of just good marketing. Mm -hmm. And and they make people feel guilty for not checking off certain boxes. And that's I think that's what drives me the most crazy about making holiday traditions in the grand scheme. Like there's a lot of people that celebrate things just because They've been told to celebrate it, mm -hmm. and it doesn't fit their dynamic or their beliefs or how things work with the family, but they got to do it. Because if not, they'll feel guilty or be shamed. Because then it's not Christmas. Yeah. Oh, God, it's not Christmas if we don't get an organic tree or, you know, if we don't go to this certain mass. It's not Christmas if we don't, if mom doesn't bake her gingerbread house. Do Ariel, do you have any Christmas traditions or did you have any growing up that you did not like no i think my family is super into tra into tradition especially their own traditions like my dad always gives the women on christmas day a the red women. the the women in the family he always gives them a red rose because hmm. it he started doing it one year and he just keeps doing it every year yeah <laughs> it's not really like nobody else does that for christmas but he it is really important to him. He loves finding little things to add tra to his traditions. Yeah. But no, we, we always watched It's a Wonderful Life while we decorated the tree. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I still love it. Um, my mom makes glurg, which is Swedish mulled wine, but it's yep. made with whiskey and port because why not? Yeah. It's super good too. <laughs> Fortify it. Yeah. You um, need to get through that cold, cold month somehow yeah if you're in sweden you know that glurg will make you forget that's what they do all winter there's yeah. no sun for a while so they load up yeah. yeah i wanted to ask you guys is like how do we like escape the bad side of christmas i mean we've just spent the entire intro talking about how it's been like perverse or well, what's the bad side of christmas to you well it seems like the 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 weird suppression and also like combination of that and the capitalism is not great or it's like getting away from what christmas is supposed to be about and but it, it also feels so entwined with it well and it's very very muddled and confusing american culture is strange it is yeah but i'll tell you the bad side of christmas i don't think has anything to do with you know the capitalism aspect there there's good sides to capitalism it's the sense of obligation that destroys people around the holidays. Mm -hmm. And that can be you're obligated to buy gifts for everybody even though you don't want to. Or you're obligated to buy gifts for people you don't even really know that well. 
Yeah. And then you just buy something and you give it to them. And that person's like, well, now I feel like shit because what you've just shown is you don't see me. You got me this necktie that I don't need. That sucks. And you spent money. You know, whereas if you focused on the gift giving saying, hey, you know, I see you. I know you. I want your life to be better. Here's a gift I made for you or I bought you something that I know would really inspire you. Mm -hmm. That would be great. Yeah. Just get rid of the obligation side of things and Christmas will be spectacular. That sounds nice. And I mean, I'm going to preface this by saying it's it's nice to meet you and uh, I don't <laughs> and I don't believe in you. Sorry. No, it's fine. So it's a weird position to be in. Yeah. Um, but since Christmas is supposed to be uh, from a modern sort of forced Christian perspective, the celebration of Jesus' of birth. Jesus, J.C., JC. Yeah. I mean, how would you actually want your believers, those those amongst us who who want to celebrate that in a real way? How would you want them to celebrate it? Since it seems completely separate from what we have established as our Christmas tradition. How should people celebrate it's... Jesus around Christmas? Or no, just if we're going to make a holiday for for baby Jesus, yeah. how would you like us to celebrate that? Well, if you're talking specifically about baby Jesus, I would say it would be great if you celebrated it just just as celebrating a person that did something really good, which inspires you to also do good things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jesus was a real guy um, and he did some good stuff. He had some good things to say. A lot of things get carried away and taken out of context. We'll leave that to the side. But if you want to say, hey, there was a really great person in history that did cool stuff. We'll pretend he was born on this day. And to celebrate that, we'll do good things for each other. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not accurate, but it's helpful. You know, and that's what I mean about sort of the story and whether or not you want to be attached to it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Would you rather us be accurate than helpful? What's more important? I'd rather you be helpful. Okay. You're already not accurate with so many things. It's kind of a lost cause. Uh, Yeah, well, look, you've got a certain amount of time on the planet. You're only going to live so long. Mm -hmm. What you do with that time, you can do anything you want to it. Now, I would prefer, just like any other person would, that you spent that time making things better, Mm -hmm. making yourself better, making the world better. Um, you don't have to. It'd be great if you did. But uh, do you have to get everything right? No. No, it's not what it's about. Okay. It's like the campsite rule. Leave something better than how you, how you found it. Sure. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. In this case, the world. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you should start thinking about that soon. Well. I mean, some people are, but. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's too late. We don't know. Quick side note. You know. This isn't super Christmassy, but I, I just, it's, you know, I just need to get it off my chest. As, you know, Ariel said she didn't believe in you. Do you feel bad about that? No, why? I, I don't, because you're right here. <laughs> okay. I mean, listen, she gets to believe whatever she wants to believe. I, I don't, I don't have to prove my existence. I mean, I'm talking to you guys right now. Mm-hmm. You know, she wouldn't be the first person that denied something that was happening. Okay. And also, you know, it doesn't really matter. Human beings are not on the planet to sort of like, if you solve the puzzle on existence, you get a prize. 
You know what I mean? Everyone's trying to unlock what the secrets are. It's like, you don't get anything. Whether you were right or wrong, there's really not much of a difference. It's what you do with the time that you hear. Okay. I, for one, think that there is something to be said for trying to aspire to unlocking that puzzle. Even if you're going to sit there and say that there's no point in solving the puzzle, I still think there's a nobility to trying to understand the mysteries of the universe. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying we've had this conversation before about, about the journey versus the destination. You know, you having the ambition and the drive to do something is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I love people asking questions because it makes them creative, mm-hmm. you know, and I want people to question things. I love that uh, Ariel doesn't believe in me because she's questioning stuff. I would rather have that happen than somebody that just believes in God because somebody said God's there and they're just like, great, good enough for me. You know, form your own opinion about stuff. Yeah. Me included. Form your own traditions. Make your own traditions, yes. Customize your life, That's wonderful. I'm glad that we addressed that because I I think that if it hadn't been addressed, then it could have been a source of tension for the rest of the episode. That I might smite. (laughs) Maybe. No. It was was mainly tension contained within me. Thank Mm. you for addressing the deity in the room. Sure. Oh, you'd feel weird if she didn't acknowledge my existence while we're here. I, I I just wanted to have all everybody's cards out on the table. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm not in the business of starting, you know, ruckus. I'm pro-question. Well, how about let's toggle to something a little bit more frivolous, huh? Sure. Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, A, you can answer this question in one of two ways. Do you have a favorite Christmas memory or... Would you be willing to describe your typical, like, growing up, like your typical Christmas day? You know, what kind of, what are the trappings, Ariel? You were talking about the trappings. Sure. I'm going to go with the second part of your prompt. Sure. Because in my experience, Christmas traditions are all kind of blended together into the experience as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the experience as a whole is what I really value. It isn't just, like, the singular moments that I can pick out mm-hmm. really well it's kind of like the sense memory i get from the whole day or the whole week or whatever it is leading up to christmas um but my family pretty goes pretty hard on christmas and by that i mean not not in the saturnalia kind of way but in the yeah. uh embracing of of traditions and, and celebration kind of way yeah your christmas your version of the <laughs> christmas drunk is is the hooga? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get we get loaded on the hooga, <laughs> um, yeah. cookies and and glurg and oh the hot chocolate and, and the warmth and the cuddles. oh oh yeah, like it starts technically. It used to start with my family and I cringling my grandparents who lived about five minutes down the road, What's that mean? and. To cringle someone, you have to wait till after dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually a couple weeks before Christmas, and you can do it multiple times a year. It doesn't have to be a singular event. <laughs> but you have what, what we used to do was bring like bundles of firewood or to my grandparents' house. They really liked those instant logs. Yeah, um, they're easy. Yeah, they're easy. Yeah. And so, uh, or big giant tins of popcorn, those kind of singular gifts that are still sort of like bulky and mm-hmm. substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, we would all pile in the car after dark. So in New England, that's like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and you drive 
five minutes down the road and you park up the street so you don't pull into the yard you don't alert anybody that you're there and you sneak up to the front porch and you leave the gift and then you ring the bell and then you dash oh yeah oh that's sweet yeah. and 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 they get a gift and they know it was you and part of the tradition is trying to catch you in the act uh-huh. my grandfather in he was probably like 70 when he did this he would park like a quarter of a mile down our street where there were no street lights <laughs> And he would walk up the side of the road with a giant tin of popcorn, climb over a stone wall, like leave the gift on the porch. And we didn't have a doorbell, so he'd have to knock. And then he would sprint down the road back to his car Mm -hmm. and wait in the dark. And my brother and I would run out and try to catch him. (laughs) Um, And sometimes we could see like, you know, his jacket like going behind a tree or something. Disappearing into yeah, the brush. Yeah. Um, but Don Rosine would take off. He would he was a a bolt of lightning. So that's when the tradition started and then, you know, near Christmas Day, Christmas Eve morning you wake up and my dad claims that elves leave a package outside your bedroom door and it's like your first gift of the year. Sure. Um and it's usually a toy of some sort. Even as a grown-up, it's still a toy uh-huh. um, because the elves are still at it. They still do it. And then, you know, Christmas Eve is usually like hectic, de- like final decorations. We always have lots of like live um, greens that we've collected from the woods that we deck the house out with. Finishing up, wrapping presents, trying to sneak presents under the tree without the other three family members catching you. And that's like, complicated in a big family. I only yeah. had myself to worry about as far as siblings went. Yeah. And these were labeled like sometimes my parents do put things under the tree from Santa. But like part of it is the fun of coming into a room and suddenly there's more presents just appearing under the tree. Mm-hmm. It's just more it's magical. Fun. Yeah. 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 It sounds like I mean, I've seen your Christmases, but there's a lot of love there. And yeah. and it is about, you know, the people in the room and letting those people know how much you love them. And I think that's beautiful. I, I love when people invest in those tiny moments and those traditions. What gets messed up is when people try to buy each other's love right. sure. around the holidays. There's a yeah. lot of that. Yeah. I would say one of my, my and, and we would like then, you know, have Christmas morning and we'd host our family on Christmas Day and it's just a long day of eating and eating and eating. But I think you saying that God is sort of right to the point where I think part of my favorite tradition is just like trying to create moments of magic for your Mm, loved ones. Like that was big in my family, trying like being the mechanism behind something sort of appearing to be magical. Mm -hmm. Um, We we all kind of go all in on that. And my parents try to make magical moments for us kids and us kids try to make magical moments for our parents and our grandparents. Um, to try to recreate some of that, like, spontaneity that's just, like, wonderful things are just kind of happening. Yeah. And you don't need to see somebody do something for you. It's more fun if they don't see you or you don't see them doing something and and you just get the, like, intention of what they've done for mm. you without having to see them do it or without having them. Plus, you get to experience, appreciate the artistry of how... Oh, yeah. Slyly they did Oh, yeah. Yeah, Christmas can be really beautiful. And and I like what you're talking about with it being magical because it is humans investing 
all of their mental energy and potential into creating something selfless and wonderful mm-hmm. and, and inspiring. And we talk about this every single episode, I feel like. But you could do that every day. Yeah. You don't have to wait for a holiday. I mean, I'm glad that you mark your calendars and you decide to be a better person around this time. I think it'd also be great if you just did something magical for someone on a Tuesday. But it feels so special when it's confined to one part of the year. It feels special all the time. If you (laughs) woke up on a Tuesday morning and somebody had hidden a bunch of gifts in your bed, which is a weird thing to do, but magical, if they were able to not wake you up... Hey, you suggested it. Well, the thing is, is you would wake up and, and man... No matter what was going on in your life, you're looking at the world totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And that kind of is based on the assumption that it does take effort and that wouldn't, no matter, even if we it all tried, yeah. it wouldn't happen every day. So it would still be special. Yeah. Right. I think it's probably easier be, in, at this time of year because there's this like wave of intention from all the people that are having the same thought at the same time. People are collectively... Uh, guilting each other into putting effort into things is what happens. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, with the negative bent on it's, it. It's, no, it's not negative. It's exactly what happens. Okay. Yeah. You, you fill people with a sense of obligation to be a better person. And because the rest of the crowd's doing it, they got to do it too. And then they got to do it better than their friends did it. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on during the holidays. I know what you're talking about. I try not to feel pressured. Sometimes... You know, it's hard. You go over to people's houses and they're just like stocked, you know, mm-hmm. so much stuff and like expensive gifts and iPads. Well, there's a moment where it's like, you know, you're like, oh, I, I, I saw this really beautiful pair of fuzzy socks and I know that you like reindeer. And, and here you go. And they go, I bought you a flat screen TV. <laughs> and you go, oh, shit. I just thought about you as a person and I got you a pair of socks that I thought you'd like, but. Well, now I gotta go get you something else. And I, I like flat screen TVs because my thing's I, not good enough anymore. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Again, beautiful things around Christmas, but these are all very real things. What's totally. Your, what's your typical day like on Christmas Day? Yeah. God, what, what do you on do on Christmas Day? Yeah. It's a lot of uh, beautiful moments, like houses. You know, like like your two, mm-hmm. your two houses that you celebrate in. Um, there's also you know, a lot of crying. Um, yeah. There's also a lot of temper tantrums and mm-hmm. fake joy that happens. Uh, there's a lot of eating and stuffed bellies. And there's sadly, you know, nowadays, because people have gotten so used to it, people come to expect everything, and so it's not magical anymore. Yeah. So they get up, they open the gifts that they were expecting and they deserved, and then they eat breakfast and then they watch TV. That also happens on Christmas. And you kind of experience the day just sort of with everybody. Yeah. You don't do anything on your own, like a no. tiny Jesus cake or anything. No, not at all. I mean, what? I'm not there to celebrate Jesus. It's just another day to me. Yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of sad. It's well. Because it's a very special day to us. It's a very special day to people celebrating it between certain hours on the planet Earth. I've got a whole universe to look after. I think part of the reason that you're grumpy is because you I'm don't not feel grumpy. You're grumpy. I think part of the reason that you are is because you don't get to feel the warm and cozy because it's always just kind of a meh emotion for you all no, year round. Not true at all. I, I love being in the houses where the warm and cozy feelings are happening, mm-hmm. where people are. Se- I, 
I see some beautiful moments on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, it'll break your heart. It's magical. I see such a healthy mix of things. Yeah. So that's why it sounds like to you that it's a middle bar. But that's because I'm balancing it with so many extremes. Yeah. How do you feel about celebrating, in a kind of a pagan sense, the the rebirth of the season? Like, if you do you find joy in that, in the, like in the winter solstice aspect of the season where it's sort of a, a representation of carrying life through darkness and celebrating a rebirth, celebrating the dying off of the seasons. Yeah. And then like, as opposed to any of the human trappings that we've forced onto the day. Well, the thing I'll tell you that I like about the cycles, the solstices and, and what have you, um, you know, it, it, comments back on the fact that everything exists in balance. And so during the time of winter and cold and death and darkness, you know, that you can appreciate it as just another part of the cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that way, I really love that time. And I love when people can appreciate that time. So Ariel, you really like the dark of it. Yeah. Is a, a lot of people get like, you know, seasonal depression and stuff like that oh that's super real yeah yeah i mean maybe no one can attest to this that doesn't know me super well but zach has witnessed this um i will like cry with joy when Mm. it starts snowing Mm -hmm. and i love like long dark winter days and nights i love part of it is i love this the seasonal shift so i love the balance i get from coming out of summer and fall and getting the sort of respite of of dark cuz i actually get tired of bright yeah. long days Sunshine. it's a, yeah i i enjoy it yeah i need yeah. to recharge i just need to like have that that swing that mm-hmm. pendulum and i know a lot of people don't but i've always i love yeah i love the dark and i'm not I wouldn't necessarily say... You're not a morbid kid. No. Yeah, you're not super emo. I'm not. I don't like the dark all the time, but I really value it as much as I value the the bright and sunny days. Mm-hmm. See, I love that. I wish people looked at life that way more often because, yes, there are the seasonal cycles where things get dark, but there are periods where your life just gets dark mm-hmm. and then everyone gets instantly angry and they get angry at me. <laughs> and they go, oh, why did you ever make any moment ever sad for me? And I go, you got to have it all. You got to have the cycle so you can appreciate the good things mm-hmm. and you can recharge. That's why I think that that the Christmas as we have it today is appropriate. Sure. Uh, by your own definition, because we've got the beauty of it that aria was talking about the thing that we can extract and see is the real value of it and we've also got the overblown commercial guilt-ridden pressure-filled <laughs> side of it the 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 whole you know it looks like there there's it's a coin and on one side of the coin is like a weirwood tree and on yeah. the other side of the coin is like a, a logo for the hyundai sun bowl <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a good yeah. And like the and you you flip it and it turns and turns and turns and that's Christmas, right? Yeah. All right. So we have some audience questions as we do every episode, and this is going to be a special festive questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Um, Ready. It's top to bottom right here. Was well, we've already answered this. Was Jesus born on Christmas? Apparently not. Nope. Nope. 
Not Spoiler even a little. Alert. Not even a little. Moving on. Yeah. Um, it's their memorial day. They're like, we're going to pin this as the day we arbitrarily celebrate this sure. thing. Yeah. You know? I'll tell you what. If you replaced Baby Jesus with Baby Yoda right now, oh. in December of 2019, Baby Yoda would win. Everyone win. would be christian or star wars christian yeah whatever you call he it he is adorable in a in a terrifying way he touches my heart yeah and in a way i can't describe he is so perfectly Cute. adorable yeah. that it's like sometimes i get mad at pixar movies because they can like they can just like scientifically pull your heartstrings yep. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's the characters they make are engineered to get emotions out of you yeah baby yoda is that on crack sure you you've never seen a cuter thing than that here's my acknowledgement and slight counter of that nature has already engineered itself to scientifically manipulate us mm-hmm. thank you so Yes, we have learned to mimic nature in that, like, we recognize what parts of our brain ignite when we see cute things. By the way, elephants think we're cute, like, we think baby things are cute, yeah, which is that's true. adorable. That. Yeah, not all of you, but yeah. But yeah, some of you, but in the elephant's eyes. <laughs> some elephants are like, even that person's not worth it. Yeah, wow. Like yeah. ugly babies. Like, wow. I, you know, yeah. they do exist. I am yeah. a gog. But anyway, nature's already designed baby things. To draw us in so that we want to take care of them. Good thinking there, if mm-hmm. that was you. Yeah, it's also a good defense mechanism. And yeah. Yeah, it keeps you from killing certain mm-hmm. things. Even when it's being terrible and annoying. So we've just mimicked nature by creating Baby Yoda. Yeah. Well, I'm actually glad that we used that to answer that question. Uh, next question. Why has Christmas become such a capitalistic holiday? Kind of answer this, I guess. But is there anything else you have to say on the subject? No, the answer Why? is America. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, we're inherently a capitalist society, and so we manipulate anything we're given to fit that. Mm-hmm. There's and nothing wrong with wanting to make money. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with only wanting to make money. Yeah, that's all. Thanks. That's a lack of balance. That would be. That's a lack of wrong. balance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make money and do other stuff. So the answer to why has Christmas become such a capitalistic holiday is America. Yes. Okay. <laughs> next question. Uh, would you, God, ever make Santa real? Well, here's what I'll say. This is also piggybacking off the capitalist question. Mm-hmm. So Santa is an American figure. Okay. He was made by Americans. And he was designed to look like the robber barons of the industrial age. So that you would like rich people better. And then Santa was immediately a marketing tool. Mm-hmm. You put his name on everything because... He's not trying to sell me something. He's trying to give toys away for free, but I'll buy that new toothpaste. Okay. I thought that there was a whole rich tradition of Santa starting as Kris Kringle. Nope. You're talking about St. Nicholas, which is a whole different figure. They took his name. Santa St. Nick. Yeah, because you took his name. Santa as a figure is is an American thing. Why do you think Santa, when he first started appearing, worked in department stores? That was the American church. Because that's where everybody is. To sell stuff. Yeah. No, that's just like where you get a bunch of people together that will line up to sit on his lap because they're tired from shopping. Yeah, you can do that literally anywhere. All right. But but here's what I'm going into. Would I make Santa, the storybook version of Santa real? 
a guy that flies around the globe to give gifts to people. Yeah. Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, you know, it'd be nice everyone gets a gift in the morning or mm-hmm. or people that are terrible get a lump of coal and as a, a as an acknowledgement. Well, uh, there's a horrible downside to it. Everybody now feels like they're being measured um, by some overarching being and it's proven. You sound like you're talking about yourself. Right. Everyone thinks I'm measuring them all the time and I'm not. But if you had solid proof that you were being watched 24 hours a day mm-hmm. and everything you did was being judged. It's like China. Yeah, it's the surveillance state. Wow. And yeah. then you People know what would help. happen? People would hunt Santa down. Really? Well, he, think about this. You've got one figure that exists that defies all of physics and reality, which means Santa has all the magic in the world. Mm-hmm. You tell me human beings would not invade the North Pole and steal some of that magic. I'm afraid human beings are going to invade my podcast studio. Yeah. I'd watch that movie, though. Right. I would love that. That's so that would be awesome the thing. Movie. is like, I could make Santa. It'd be fun for a little while. Until you realize magic was real, then you'd try to steal that magic and make it your own. And, you know, who knows what people would do with that kind of power. Okay, so... Uh, You've seen it on when you, when you play around with The Sims. Everybody at that. home, drink. Because that was <laughs> instance number 6004 of God painting humans as train robbers and general grievances. No, I'm saying that human beings, they're fairly self-destructive. Some of you. Thank you for saying fairly. Yeah, and some thank of you, you for saying some can't help but press the button, and some of you will say, "No, we're not going to press the button. We agreed not to press the button." And you know, you got a good healthy mix. Can I tell you what my answer to that question is? Sure. Screw you. <laughs> not you. Not you, God. But but anyone who thinks that question is necessary, because I have no proof that Santa is not real. I have my I I have notice my parents when i was a kid put presents under the tree i know that happened Mm -hmm. i have heard everybody in the world say santa's not real and i have no empirical i've heard you say it today now five minutes ago and i have no empirical proof that he is not real so there is a part of my brain that will not give up that he not that I'm like looking to believe that he's real. Yeah. But just that I just don't have the evidence. I don't have the scientific documentation. Well, guess what? Here's what I'll say. Go it's ahead. A, he's a bad hypothesis, is what no, I'll say. No, no, listen. Believe in Santa. It's about as close to reality as, you know, a good eighty percent of the other things you believe in. Why not, would why would this be any different? I'm not even I'm not even clamoring to believe in Santa. Yeah. You know, I'm reasonable. But I'm just saying that there's nothing that I've seen that tells me that he can't still be camping out at the North Pole and doing Santa stuff every year. Sure. Except facts. Well, what's a fact? Uh, You tell me the person that is camping out at the top of the planet, not freezing to death. No one's no one's seen or witnessed it. Mm -hmm. Travels around the globe in a night. I mean, you know how time works. Come on. I think if he was a... traveling that fast, he would be breaking the sound barrier every place that he went into. Well, but he'd also, if he was traveling as fast as he needs to travel on Christmas Eve, he would also probably be able to turn time back because he would be going faster than the speed of light, presumably. 
So time would actually stop for him. That's why he has all that time. It's right. because when he hits the speed of yeah. light, Tom's time stops. Of course. Um, yeah. And that's also why he never ages. Yeah, you've got a figure that stops time, and, and he uses that to give gifts to people. I'm just saying it's unassailable logic on my part. Yeah, sure. And that I also have no evidence that he doesn't exist. It sounds like you just want a little Christmas magic. And I... you can just make it by going to her house. <laughs> but magic, it, you choose to believe in magic. Mm-hmm. It's choosing to believe things that are more fun or more inspiring or creative than to just not believe them. Yeah. I mean, the that's... world is more interesting if you choose to believe that there's some guy that's flying around up there. Sure. I mean, that's the whole foundation of Scientology. Yeah. Isn't it a cool world where aliens crashed here and they embody our, you know, inhabit our bodies? That's cool. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they use a lot of fear. They use, they don't use the term like cool as much. They're sort of like, be scared. There's like right. things You're in your right. body. And financial. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, how long on either side of Christmas, how soon is too soon to start Christmasing with decorations and stuff? And how late is too late to keep your decorations up? I mean, I am usually ready to start integrating Christmassy stuff in the first like weeks of this week of December, 10 days of December. That's that's actually pretty late for like where we're at as a society. I I like to save it. But that's also because since I'm on the other side of the country, my family does Christmas in January. Mm. And we just arbitrarily celebrate a christmas day when my brother and i can both fly home fine to boston yeah and we do the whole thing we do a christmas eve we do a christmas day it just happens to be at some point in january when flights are cheap you mean you're not gonna celebrate christmas on mithra's birthday the god of the sun no zach and i will (laughs) will celebrate our little christmas on that day and take it as a holiday and then we'll extend it for as long as we can and i'll go do it back with my family on the east coast pro tip that's great flights are way cheaper after mithra's birthday so cheap after mithra's birthday yeah he really jacks up the price he does yeah i mean i don't have a real answer for this because my answer is celebrate christmas whenever you feel like it you know it's your tradition you made up do it in do it in august here's where i would agree with you on the the main well i've agreed with you on a lot of stuff actually but we're talking about the um uh the shame and guilting and stuff yes the sense of obligation here's where i would be like all right get over yourself guys because if someone wants to keep up the christmas decorations let the person keep up the christmas decorations yeah someone wants to start it right at the day after um the day after halloween i'm fine with it Look, if you go to Vermont, there's Santa's Village, which is year-round. Yeah. You know, you, you can't really do it wrong. Yeah. 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 Well, that would be, that's a great lesson to internalize. Yeah, make up your own traditions. I love seeing new ones. I love this rose thing and, and Kringling. Those mm-hmm. are fun. I'd love to see those become popular instead of, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and, <laughs> you know, the sacred American holidays. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get the deal for the thing you don't need. I mean, they offer such great deals. Yeah. Oh, look what I got you for Christmas. I got you, you know, this keyboard because it was on sale. And that's, you know, that's what Cyber Monday told me to get. Mm-hmm. And I see you and I think discount. Yeah, yeah I, I, see, <laughs> I think I'm just trying to save money because you're not that important to me. But I feel like I should get you something. Yeah. Happy holidays. <laughs> 
Well, on that festive note, um, yeah. Ariel, let me ask you. Do you have anything else that you need to uh, address to God over here? No, I no, I feel like we've we've hashed it out. We've yeah. covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Like a blanket of snow. We've covered a lot of ground. You going to make me cry? You trying to make me cry thinking about snow? A little bit, mm. baby Yoda. How about now? Stop. Baby Yoda in the snow. No. Is that? You stop it. I you're welling you up. a little bit. I am. I'm picturing his little sleeves. Oh, it's cute. And like he gets his snow in his little sleeves. He's got little earmuffs on. Oh, stop it. His, his little tiny claws are so cold. No. He's sipping cocoa. His little snowballs are crooked because he's only got three digits on each hand. <laughs> yep. His snowballs are crooked. He yeah. can't make a... It, they're kind of triangular. <laughs> they're like samosas. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ariel, where can oh, we see man. you on the online? Um, all of my art, art related activities, performance, uh, or otherwise photography, any of it is all linked to my website, which is www.arielbarber.com. Great. So I usually have a news feed up there and I'll put shows that I'm doing, concerts I'm doing, photos I've taken, all of it's linked up there. Yeah. She's always up to something. So go, you know, go check it out. Yeah. I got some things cooking, but they'll be coming around in the new year. Well, everybody, God, Ariel, thank you so much. Um, I'm really glad that I got to spend this Christmas episode with with you guys. Um, yeah. yeah. This is wonderful. It's been nice. It's really, really nice. And uh, listeners out there, first of all, thanks for listening. Um, as always, we just couldn't, there would be no point without you. I mean, we'd still be having fun, the three of us together, but yeah. thank you for listening. Um and for all your support this year in this first, you know, leg, I guess, of Why God Why. Uh, and, you know, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Oh, man. Wow, you ruined it. Well, that's what it was originally called. It's going to open that can. Yeah, sorry. Have a great holiday doing whatever. Make your own traditions. Be good to each other. Make some magic. Happy birthday, Mithra. Happy <laughs> birthday, Mithra. Cheers. God of the sun. 